Welcome back to another episode of the Black Women Working Podcast. Thank you so, so, so much for joining us again for another episode with us. How is everyone doing? Good, thank you. Good. Oh, good. Lovely. Everybody sounds vibrant today. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay, so, guys, just a bit of housekeeping, as you guys know. Please follow us on our socials. It's at BWWPodcastUK. Um, and if you email us at blackwomenworkinguk at gmail.com, please email us there. We love to hear from you. We love to see your comments. Please use our hashtag BWWPodcastUK for any of our pictures, any of your comments. We love to hear from you and we like to see your thoughts and feelings about our podcast. So, guys, today... I want to focus on a topic which we've done before, but it's kind of going to be a part two and it's um, regarding burnout. And we have spoke about this before, but I just wanted to take it from another angle and to get you guys thoughts and feelings regarding this. So um, I just wanted to just quickly give a definition of burnout so people can understand those that might not be familiar with the word burnout or are not sure if they've experienced burnout before. I just wanted to give a quick definition. So I found the definition online and it says burnout is a state of physical and emotional exhaustion. It can occur when you experience long-term stress in your job or when you have worked in a physical or emotional draining role for a long time. Common signs of burnout include feeling tired or drained most of the time, feeling helpless, trapped or defeated, feeling detached and alone in the world, having a clinical negative outlook, self-doubt, procrastinating and taking long to get things done and feeling overwhelmed. I found one stat regarding this, well, one stat that I think uh, pertains particularly to black women um, and it says in the last year, 82% of black women and black mixed women suffered from stress, while 80% experienced anxiety, 59% reported burnout and 55% suffered from insomnia. Ladies, how do you feel about burnout in 2023? I know we last discussed this in September 2022 in season three. Um, and how do you feel? Uh, burnout may have changed now that we're in 2023 or do you still feel the same way that you did back in 2022 well I think obviously burnout does still exist that's that's non-negotiable but I think um since 2020 people women I am definitely more self-conscious of self-care and so the idea of going from, oh, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired, to actually saying I feel burnt out. Because that's one of our things. When there's a word, when you can put the language to it and name something, it helps you to manage it better. So moving beyond tired to burnout has then allowed people, and I say definitely myself, to activate self-care. Like you have to acknowledge it first. You have to know that you're feeling burnt out. Yeah, definitely. So, um, compared to twenty twenty, um, <laughs> I think I think the burnout, the burnout is still there, but <laughs> <laughs> it's different because 
I think the burnout in 2020 was combined with the world is coming to an end and am I going to catch a cough and die? <laughs> mm. Sorry, no, that's not even funny. Sorry, because like people lost people. I'm not being irreverent. I'm just saying, do you know what I mean? There was that it extra... was a scared burnout. There was an extra... Addict. Yeah. Yeah. I can die. But um, actually, I'm not going to lie. I don't know how much that really impacted my burnout. I think I was just like... It wasn't even a fear of death or anything. It was just like, I'm tired. And also then I was in a role that I'd been in for a long time, wasn't really making any like good progress career-wise. And I was fed up of it and I was extremely bored. And for me, when I'm really bored, I get burnt out quickly because I'm just like, there's nothing that's engaging my brain in any way, shape or form. Mm. And that really speaks to kind of, that's a bit more of a personal thing because I am someone that needs just like, variety to be engaged I've noticed that I actually cannot retain attention or to things consistently over time if there's not some like significant changes to it so I think in between that time and now I've kind of understood who I am and I found myself in a career path that kind of caters to that need for extremities and just like unpredictability which is project management mm. and so even though I actually hate um mode of burnout I've actually realized like what's the words I, I can't remember the word at the moment but in the opposite sense that it's actually required for me to be able to function in a sense and that sounds very very toxic um but do you know what I've understood about life is some people like that is actually that actually brings up the best in us and then what we've got to do is then find where the boundary line is as in okay this is bringing out the best in me but actually a little little bit more and I'm going to crash and burn and I'm still kind of managing I don't think that's burnout I think you just need pressure in order to perform maybe that's the word but then sometimes if that pressure is a little bit gets a little bit too much then it's like meltdown (laughs) yeah but that's even so like I, I think burnout is more like a sense of it's, it has it has like a helplessness with it. Yeah. The idea of like you constantly feeling tired, you can't motivate yourself, that type of thing. I think like that's slightly different. So like if you're under pressure and that pressure is sustained for way too long, mm. and you're burnt out, maybe in a way it's kind of a good thing that you have meltdowns because then that causes you to like stop in your tracks. And Okay, and- I see what you're yeah. saying. If you just keep going at this same level for like six, nine months, you'll then have like a complete slowdown where something that takes you like 10 minutes takes you like two hours. Like you can't concentrate, you can't organize yourself. So it's like that what you're just describing doesn't sound like burnout. It just sounds like you need that fighting point of pressure and having things to do. Whereas if you don't have enough to do, you don't really feel excited or enthusiastic. Do you see what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I totally get what you're saying. I'm going to challenge it a bit for my personal thing because um, for me, like, I feel like I function a bit differently from the average person. So I feel like I get to burnout level a lot quicker than others. And then I have, like, quite steep crashes. But then somehow I can recover from them but then I can easily experience them quite like again so I can feel all of those things that Rachel kind of stipulated are the um ingredients to burn out but they won't necessarily linger 
for an excessive amount of time if I get the appropriate kind of, if I'm, how to describe it? I know what I'm trying to say, and I feel like some people will relate to that, but I definitely would describe it as burnout out because I experienced all of those things. Mm. Um, but I understand the point that you're making 100%, and I think that's that's another angle to it. Yeah. Natalie? Sorry, what was the question? <laughs> See, for a long time. Um, the question was regarding, we spoke about burnout in season three um, and I just relayed like what the definition of burnout is. Has that changed for you? Your thoughts on burnout? Anything changed since 2020 when we originally spoke about it? I don't know. I think like the the definition is the de- definition in it. Um, I don't think that's particularly changed. Um, I don't know. I think my perception is pretty, pretty much the same. I'm not really, I think the previous conversations having the backdrop of, you know, not knowing how we're going to live, how we're going to work. Plus on top of that, like the racial tensions and the extra work that we were just being asked to do just because we're black. I think that added a different level to the stress, which sometimes I have. Um, just because dealing with microaggressions and just dealing with idiots in general. But I just don't, I don't, I just think the backdrop of life isn't pressure, stress, the way it was then. People still have pressures and stresses. Like, well, I suppose it's different because it's not Black Lives Matter, but now it's like the cost of living crisis mm. or interest rates going up or like big businesses like no longer existing. And so, yeah, I suppose, yeah, since 2020, it's just been. It's just been the reign of Babylon. I don't know. But... Do you know what I mean? It's been relentless a little bit, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, that's what I mean. Like, when it comes to like burnout, I think there's like there's an aspect of it that feels like relentless. Mm. It's it's a constant thing that's always yeah. there and can always creep back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Mm. So yeah. I feel like for me anyway, the element of self doubt and procrastination have been ever present. And oh my god, burnout is just. Something that I just want to kick to the curb, but it's it's always there. It's always there. I need it to get out. I just don't know how to get to get out. But um, what do you think? Like you first started experiencing that when I had my son. <laughs> mm. But I, it's not because of him. I would say first time mum mm-hmm. expect that you know when you see people with other kids people with children your family and your friends you think oh yeah this is an easy breezy life but then when you actually become a mother you realize oh so it's this this is it and wait, then, wait pause you 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 thought that it was an easy breezy no, life. No, no. okay mom. maybe not let me not say easy breezy but I've been good with kids. We we already had a mother amongst us. No, 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 no. Let me not say easy breezy. (laughs) Let me let me rephrase. Like I'm I'm good with kids. Me and kids get on really well. Like I've been babysitting. I've been having kids. You thought you were the Pied Piper that you just play your little flute and then all the kids will come to you. And you you know what it is? Because I've had a child that is actually me when I was small and I was a rebel, rebellious. (laughs) So it's just revenge. It's revenge at this final. But anyway, then you've got that. You've you've got a child, and then it's like managing that plus work plus family plus everything else. 
So I think for me, that's why from 2020 to now it's changed. But I'm trying to see if maybe you guys know a way to remove that. But however, I've got other questions for you guys regarding burnout. Oh, so uh, I was going to say the worst thing about forget what about you're me. saying yeah, <laughs> is the the fact that um, burnout is just, it's such a bitch. And it's like, so when you, the thing is when you recognize it, so like the last few weeks I've been like, this is flipping Groundhog Day, the repetitiveness of doing things and whatever. And I think even that's part of the tiredness. And then, one of the horrible, like, oh, parts of that is then you rest and you feel more overwhelmed for resting with the thought of what you've got to do, even though you're trying to take a break from it. Um, so it can be a serious cycle, you know, even when it you're trying. Is. It is. It's that. But there's a lot of layers to burnout. And I was looking online to try and see if I could find people's thoughts and feelings about burnout and something more present than when we did it in 2020. So something that was a lot more recent. And I found a article uh, from a lady called Rachel Ricketts. And she basically said, the oppressive system we live and work under have created a burnout epidemic. I can't even say this word, epidemic. Is that the way? Yeah. And this is the... And this is all the worse for black women and femmes who have a long legacy of exhaustion at their hands of white supremacist hypocr- hypocrisy. These words I'm, I can't even pronounce today. But yes, that's what she's saying. She's basically saying that we're in a burnout ep- epidemic and that it's because of white supremacy. Um, and I was just wondering how you guys feel about the thought that burnout stems from predominantly the white community in regards to us and the way that we're feeling about it. Do you guys feel as though the white community have a role to play in your burnout? Are we talking about white community or capitalism? Well, because I would want to raise that because I feel like white community is a bit... Um, general. Did I make it too nice for them? <laughs> no, not at all. I think you need to be careful with that because it's really... It's general. Of white supremacy, which is causing the issue, right? It's not like what do you when you say white community? What do you mean? Do you mean like your white work colleagues at work? Like, do you know what I'm trying to say? If you get what yeah. I'm trying to say, so 100%. it's just like um, I I think I think the, the bigger issue is like the, the double bind. Like I give you an example. I remember when I was um in secondary school, I remember some Asian guy was like, "Oh, I'm an Asian man, so I've got it a little bit worse than a white man." But I feel sorry for you. You've got it bad. You're a woman and you're black. Is that aspect? What? Is that what it? Is that what people were saying in secondary school? Well, I went to Latimer, so oh, yeah. forget about it. We forget about it. But, um, <laughs> it, it. It's like, but I didn't understand what he meant. Now I understand what he means. Like twenty years down the line, but it's, it's the idea that everything is twice as hard for us, so okay. they're going to get tired faster, going to get exhausted faster, and burn out quicker because we're under so much more more pressure and the bar is so much higher for us mm-hmm. say. Mm. I understand you know what? what go on no carry on Rachel no no go on Toz <laughs> you guys are going to laugh do you guys watch Power Ghost <laughs> yeah I do yes I so, do, do. Oh. so you know that episode I think it was 
recent one, the episode before the last, where they did that. Spoiler analogy. alert! Spoiler In alert! The, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! You can't do spoilers. Tom. No, it's from like the by the time this comes out, it's long gone. Anybody else? And watched it now and it's spoiled for I'm sorry so in canonical studies they did this analogy basically where the teacher yes. they all started on the same line and basically according to you know I came from a two-parent um, home or I came from a one-parent home or someone in my family's gone to jail they had to step forward or step back a few steps and basically it was an illustration of how we don't all start from the same starting point so some mm. people are further ahead than others and so to relate it back to this particular topic and what that um your schoolmate said to you um it really made me think of that example because essentially what he was doing in that moment without realizing it was acknowledging the fact that in life he starts off about two paces two or three paces ahead of you at the beginning so any work that you're going to have to do to come mm. to where he is is going to be harder and more so we're all he's working to move forward you're working to move forward but you're going to have more to work forward in comparison to him yeah i know and so I know obviously that's, that's going to involve more investment, more energy, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't know why that really struck me. I was like, wow, yeah. so you can be educative, power ghosts. <laughs> yeah, so, I learned something from that episode too. It's called, so called it a really, privilege. Yeah, exactly. It really I'm applies go to it, like... But EDI practitioners need to be very careful about using it. It's used quite often and they need to be quite careful because you expose a level of vulnerability that doesn't always hold the people doing the walk afterwards but that's another mm. I think it relates to like the burnout because um and what Rachel was saying even though she was saying the white community I wouldn't label it as a white community but white privilege um what white privilege does is it places um people within its structure let's call it figuratively five or ten paces ahead of someone say such as us so even if they're experiencing burnout their burnout is not comparable to the burnout that we're experiencing because we've got so many extra more disadvantages on top yeah and I've definitely seen it in the workplace like um when I was working um in NHS for example um a lot of my colleagues and colleagues that were at a lower level were of uh, black Caribbean African descent and many of them were like working 40 hour shifts and not even managing to make ends meet so it was really hard to see them and then you see like the doctors and stuff and they're just like oh we're going to the pub or we're going here and we're going here and it's like they're not having that experience they have to actually go home now and look after their children and get ready for the next shift they can't have that fun sociable time even the ones that were as young as some of the doctors and it was quite hard to see that actually yeah yeah because potentially they've got a lot more responsibilities like some of those people might be taking care of you know um sick family members they may be the sole earners for their family or they may be the people that are providing not only for their immediate family but family abroad and all those kind of things as well so I do feel like a lot of our burnout can stem and does predominantly stem from uh, a white supremacist structure, but it's not the sole reason. I think sometimes the way that we approach life as well can lead us to burnout. For example, if we don't 
set the appropriate um, boundaries uh, within ourselves as individuals, maybe in terms of people's expectations of us, things we're participating in, or just in life in general, we can experience burnout because we've now become people pleasers and we want to say yes to everything and yes to everybody and we need to be loved and liked and that shows or exposes an issue, a deeper issue of, you know, self-worth and where we get um, our affirmation of being a good human being or a good person in the world from. Yeah, I agree. 100%. You know that, that saying, I'm not, not going to rephrase it right, but the whole idea of having the wisdom to know the things you can control and let go of the things you can't, no phrase. Um, like this, the whole question around, you know, do I think white supremacy heightens or is to blame for burnout? Like for a moment, I kind of just want to step away from that and be like, give me the wisdom to know the things I can't change because that's probably only going to anger and frustrate me more. And really and truly, I think like it's probably more useful, especially in line with the theme working on me, but not necessarily taking responsibility for things, problems you haven't caused. But it's probably worth looking more at your sort of micro ecosystems, your family, your place of work, your friendship groups in terms of burnout and what the causes are. And I know, I know we can't necessarily step separate those, especially where work centers so much. It takes up so much time in our lives, but like, yeah. And I know we're going to talk a little bit about progression later. So there is an element of the systems and the structures that be in terms of white supremacy, privilege, whatever. Um, but equally, I think if you think day to day about burnout in your life, it's more like for me, I'm thinking, well, what's my partner doing to support me? What my what do my parents do to support me? Where are my friends when I need to sort of either distribute out tasks that can easily be? So I'm not taking on the burden for myself or for someone to know to actually appreciate that like a lot of burnout is for for me at least is actually emotional or mental rather than physical so if i'm saying take the kids it's not because there's a date night or because i've got a work engagement sometimes i just maybe need you to take the kids so i can be for a minute by myself um and so yeah i think it's probably more useful in problem solving and moving forward and thinking about how you protect yourself about those factors that are immediately close to us. 100%. I would flip that on its head. And I would say that because we have those external factors, we should actually be conscious in being even kinder to ourselves. Because I agree with you about what you're saying in terms of micro, but one of the biggest issues for Black women and burnout is not knowing when to ask for help it's not even that you have the help there it's just that culturally the way that we're raised socialized is not to ask for help and that there is um there's a fear in asking for help there's a fear in relying on others especially in things of the workplace there's a fear of saying that you can't do something um because you're concerned that if you say that you can't do something or you can't handle it you're going to be dealt with harsher so for me personally the way I try and reconcile it is like I just do it like my own individual micro reparations in the sense of that my life is ten is hard, harder than other people's lives so because of that I'm actually going to be nicer to myself 
and I'm going to like actually be intentional in that because I get what you're saying that people always say like you um you can ask for help but we keep talking about asking for help because we're just not raised to ask for help if asking for help was so easy people wouldn't burn out so I think you have to kind of flip it on his head and in the sense of like asking for help isn't like weakness asking for help is your entitlement because of the external pressures that we're under and just a applying more care to ourselves it's actually it's not flipping on his head it's probably just a different continuation because I agree that what we're going to do about white supremacy burn the place down we're not, what we're going to do about it like it's yeah this thing has been living and growing and it's been rebranding for a time do you know what I mean like it is what it is but I think because sometimes when I think about that I think well like my life is actually harder than you people's because I have these external factors that impact me. First of all, that you lot don't even want to acknowledge exist, but also make my life more difficult. So how about I'm just going to do the bare effing minimum that I can get yep. away from sometimes and just leave it at that because whatever I'm, even if I'm doing 10%, it's worth your hundred percent. Let's just be real. Let them know. It's true. People come to work and they actually do nothing and they go, they go back home and they're still getting their wage. Like, sometimes just do nothing. <laughs> no, oh my no I'm not sure if that's good advice, but <laughs> listen, I've done it. You know, because you know, like, I'm not a lazy person, but just like, don't stop doing too much. Yeah. <laughs> Friday when, you know, on that Friday when it's quiet and there's that piece of work that you could do, but you don't have to do it. It's Friday. Let's enjoy ourselves. Listen, I'm with you, girl. Day. I'm not going to expose, you know, myself, but I hear it. I apply it in my life still. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so, Shan was saying that, yeah, we're going to move on to progression. And um, I found another article. And again, it's by another lady called Rachel. Why is every Rachel writing about burnout? Maybe I should write an article about burnout and join, add to the list. However, she basically said that throughout my... Um, experience spanning over the decades, I have seen far too many highly qualified women of colour not going far enough up the career ladder. And if they do, they have to put in a long, arduous fight, per per perpetuating burnout. It's taking a huge physical toll. So I was reading that and I was thinking, hmm, and to me, it's just sounding a bit like for us to go higher, we have to experience burnout. Um, I've I've kind of seen that with some of my senior black colleagues, black female colleagues and managers and things. And I'm thinking to myself, can we safeguard ourselves? Is there a way that we can safeguard ourselves from burnout to ensure that we can still progress up the career ladder, but not experience the harshness of burnout? If that's making sense. So I'm going to take it back to a term that, Natalie mentioned earlier, which was like the capitalist system. And whilst I acknowledge that these are struggles that we go through, I don't really think it's independent to us. It's more of a side effect of the system that we're in, because really and truly, when I look at the majority of people who are striving towards the top who are not white men, it's going to involve some level of literally enslaving yourself to a point where you are probably going to experience burnout at some point unless you have a really good support system so I think it's more characteristic of 
the general structure of society, especially in a in a Western nation. Um, but for sure, I do feel like the impact of it would be more exacerbated for people who look like ourselves, black women, just because of all the extra added factors on top, the microaggressions, the the um, characterizations of angry, this, that, and this, that, and the third. So I don't feel like burnout is inevitable to progress up the career ladder. I do think it's extremely difficult, though, to avoid going through it, to move forward. But again, I think that's more to do with how things are laid up or how things are laid out within, you know, this capitalist system in terms of how to progress within you know, your careers and, and the world of work. And I think what it comes down to, if people have to decide for themselves what the cost benefit is, you know, what, what is their limit? What is their boundary? Is it worth, you know, almost killing yourself to get to this point? Like, what are you aiming for that's going to make all of this suffering worth it? And I think if you know what the end goal is and it's highly valuable to you, then you just kind of have to keep moving through through it. And of course people do. They do that with careers such as, you know, um, learning to be a surgeon, all those kind of really highly skilled careers that can take decades to even get to a junior level of that speciality. Um, So I think when it comes down to safeguarding, it's something that Shan always says, like, no what you want to know what your goal is and know what your vision is and understand the sacrifices that you'll need to make on the on the way and prepare for that as much as you can and that's really the best way to safeguard yourself in these instances at least that's my belief anyway uh, I love the way you just tried to quote me on something that sounded so optimistic while I'm about to be <laughs> what some people might say defeatist <laughs> So yeah, I mean, all of what you said is true. Yes, but I think maybe to add to that is pace yourself, and um, I say that because, and just to sort of somewhat count, somewhat counteract or review that statement on goals and productivity, I um I got an, a newsletter from Pepe or Talk yesterday, and. Um, Dior was talking about loosening our grip on goals and productivity and focusing on the journey and the person that we're going to be and the skills we learn and whatever along the way. And that resonated because I think sometimes the goal we're looking at so hard, we're forgetting about how we look after ourselves in that process and sometimes even not we don't forget but i mean the fact that there are several other peers in inverted commas of mine who will start two steps ahead four steps ahead on their privilege walk and so there's part of me in terms of like um career progression and where in this moment i don't know if it's defeatist or realistic but to pace yourself in that do you know what if this is going to take me if if this is going to take me a year longer than John Smith or whatever, then so be it. Because it's not every battle that I want to fight. It's not every microaggression that I want to face. I'm, I really, like to quote Tolls, I really can't come and kill myself. Mm-hmm. So I can, I can have that 
career progression in sight. And whilst I can't bun down the system, I think there's an element of just um, just just knowing like if you've got the fight in you to fight hard daily and you want to fight, 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 you want to put yourself in hostile environments, toxic environments and stay and go against the grain. Good for you. Me, I can't I can't be dealing with that. So if my pace means three steps to the left, one step to the right, three steps to the left and then step up. I'm going to take it because at the moment, whilst my investments are not quite investing, this country want me to work till I'm 70. I've got time. <laughs> I've got, I got time. Do you know what? That reminds me of the journey of some of like our most revered, um, elder, I was going to say elderly. No, they're not elderly, but auntie actors, people such as Viola Davis and like I wouldn't say Angela Bassett because actually she experienced some acclaim when she was younger but look at Viola Davis like she really started popping in her 40s she had a really long journey to get there I still need to read that biography I hear it's fantastic but also harrowing like because I watched the Oprah interview as well and just like that's a great example of what Shan said it's like pacing yourself and it's really hard to do in, in today's society where they have like top 20 under 20 30 under 30 all those kind of things and that can and for people who are vulnerable to that kind of influence they can feel like they haven't achieved anything like remember when you were 25 not so much you Rachel because you're still fresh out but the rest of us (laughs) remember like before you got to 25 you like I remember we used to literally think like raw, I've not done da, 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 by twenty five. Almost like life no, so I still had, I still had that thought all day. Yeah, exactly, had that been late, and it's just like what, why, like why? Do you know what it was? It's because we were also comparing ourselves to the generation before us, our parents' generations, where they are able to do so much more um, in that same kind of time frame because society was different. So I think that's. That's also one of the challenges that we have to deal with as as people growing up, especially people maybe in their early 20s now looking at our generation and the things that we've achieved and probably pacing themselves according to us as opposed to running their own race. Like that's such an excellent point that Shan made. And it's one that I'm going to reflect on, even though I don't really feel like I'm chasing anybody because I don't have a pathway to be honest with you 90% of the time. I'm just going wherever the wind takes me. But... um, (laughs) One day when I finally get my act together and I do like choose to go in a straight line, I'm going to remember that. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) I just, I I don't know. I don't think like, maybe I come from a corporate background. I don't think it's evil or I just think you need to focus on working smart. Okay, yeah. People don't focus on working smart. People think like in order to make progress, I need to do my 10,000 hours. No, you don't. You just need someone, a sponsor. You just need a bring-in. Like the bring-ins and those things, the type of things are harder to get as black women, but the way things are going for us is not impossible. Also, nine times out of ten, just get a cleaner. <laughs> What's your problem? <laughs> no, I'm get a cleaner. Get a cook. Get cleaner. They're tired of us talking about yeah, cleaning, cook. you know. Get cleaner. Our listeners are tired of us. Stop ironing your clothes before you need to wear them. I can't remember the last time I ironed any clothes. Not gonna lie, it's been years. If you're not good at social media, pay someone to do it. If you're not good at certain things, pay someone else to do it. I think sometimes we take so much pride in. I do everything. That's so freaking boring to me. 
I don't even have the capacity. People say they don't have the capacity. And then when you actually get them to do a diary of the nonsense they did in that day, when they when they have things to do, all of a sudden now I want to be doing laundry, now I want to be doing ironing, now I want to be... This is why I'm burnt out. This is why I'm experiencing burnt oh, out every weekend. Burnt out. That's like, is it, it's oh, good. I've I'm got cooking like, to do. Have to have I've got laundry. I've got food. Oh, sorry, and what kind of life is that? Like, I just feel like people... Not to be flippant, but people are literally, like, dying. Like, mm. every day is not promised. I can't believe, like, we're going to let things, like, like, very basic things that can be given to someone else, that can be subcontracted to someone else. It's like a lot of the time we get into these traps about, oh, you know, I'm going to, it's going to take me so hot, long to do this and so long to do that. Find someone else who is better than you at doing it and get them to do it. I'm so happy that this is Natalie's advice for the people then. It's true, um, but I think we have to acknowledge that, that get, also comes from a place, a place of privilege if we talk about the other issues oh, that affect the black absolutely. community. Absolutely. So we're talking about a, a group of women who are precarious, on precarious contracts or maybe have not reached the same earning potential to then decide that they're going to allocate £60 for a cleaner and £60 for someone to yeah, iron. That, a lot of women, I don't disagree. Absolutely. I agree with... Yeah, but there are a lot of women that they're talking to that I agree are, with that what are, that are professional and you'll still have this conversation with them and they will pay like £500 for a Gucci bag and when you talk to them about getting a cleaner, they will fall through the floor. Match, do you know why? About things like that. I'm not talking about people who are struggling in the cost of living crisis. That type of burnout there is a burnout that I don't think I can relate to. So I wouldn't even attempt to speak on it but the burnout that some of some of the burnout we're talking about in this conversation in terms of like working long out working long hours because you're working corporately and things like that and trying to run side hustles and things like that that's not the type of burnout where you can't afford to pay someone to do something to help you it's just psychologically you don't want to but then these people will be on instagram in bali so what i'm trying to say they're trying to be a proverbs 31 Yeah, well, probably one. I don't remember her saying dust. I don't remember any scriptures relating to dustpan and brush in there. I don't remember any scriptures relating to seasoning chicken. I don't remember it. Just don't. Please correct. No, but they have to be everything to all people at all times. You know what you're going to do? You're going to drop dead at 50 of stress and stress and burnout because there's no such thing. Even Beyonce, with, with even Beyonce, yeah. We'll do hair for months, put her hair in extensions, and then we'll get a few pictures here and there. Like li- literally, like we just need to get. I was talking to my mum about it the, the other day. Like we just need to get comfortable with spending money on making our own lives easier. Yeah, that's, I agree. I actually agree with that. Our priorities what, are a bit like, some of, wrong. Some of like we feel so bad to to spend money sometimes on ourselves and it's not that it's money that we don't have because we'll then manage to flitter the money away in nonsense so it's not like by not spending this money you're sitting on like a golden ticket of money in your separate monzo account that's just piling with all the money you're saving that's just not how we live because you end up spending that money on uber uber eats bnm buying cleaning products that you don't need Going ham and saving. Oh, please. That's a thing. No, no, for the juggler. Please, leave us true. with our cleaning products, please. But it's true. It's sorry, now, please. start mentioning the £500 wigs. Sometimes use that money to, to get the cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> what price is helping people to count? They're going to scratch money. my eyes out. 
Yeah, and tell, count other people's money, tell them how to spend it. But there, there is a thing about actually using the money that you have where possible, acknowledging Shan's point, to actually think, I have this pot of money, I have this list of things. I can sit there and stress about having this super long to-do list or I can pay a virtual PA. If you have that money, yeah. don't have that money, that burnout that we're talking about is completely different. And I can't, I can't speak on that because all I have to do is look after myself and I don't have any children or any anyone to worry about about me. So, so that's different. But that's the conversations I'm having with people like, oh, I was up till there cleaning and I'm just seasoning chicken and I'm just... Do- Why? Why? Doesn't make sense. Why? Nobody want anybody else to season well, I your doing, meat, I was, I, was, I was doing... I was doing... What was it? I was doing my braids for 12 hours. Why? When you could have gone, gone to the hairdressers and took your laptop there and then done stuff that was meant to be on your to-do list or alternatively just had some space for you. Like... Please, like all this thing about, I see it all the, all the time, like, and I realise that the people that do best in a lot of these environments, which require us to work more than we're actually contracted to work in order for these companies to even make a profit off of us, doing 10 times more than they need to do. Even at my workplace, people will be doing their job and their secretary's job and looking at me when I'm using my secretary. Lisa's going to get used. Oh, is gonna, Lisa's gonna get used. Like, people, <laughs> yeah, because what's she doing there? Exactly. People, people, oh, I'll just do it myself. No, I won't just do it myself. Sometimes I have the patience to give that task away and wait for that person to do it because the task that you're getting anxious over getting done is not even urgent in the first place. Who needs to be like, unless you genuinely, your kids have no uniform for the next day, you do not need to be up 3 a.m. doing laundry. Shoot me, shoot me, drag me through the streets. Literally drag me through the street, tear off my bonnet, tear out my tracks. I don't care. Like certain things are super, certain things are just not. And we just need to focus on like using our money and using the resources around us. Similar to what Shan said about family and stuff like that. But in terms of more focused on money, I think because psychologically there's possibly an insecurity there about using money for those type of things because of how we've been raised and economic environments we would have been in. But me. You know, please, I beg, I beg, I beg. You don't need to shop at Waitrose. You can shop at Audi and use the spare money to go and get someone to... You don't need to wipe down the sideboards in your house. You can pay someone to do that. Unless psychologically, it's it's your self-care and it's your release. You don't need to be bending over with your 30-year-old plus back, wiping down sideboards. I'm not wiping down. (laughs) They can go grey. They can go grey. I'm black and people could come to my house and be like, ugh, before I get on these knees. Mr. <laughs> Tinch ain't getting me, brain, brainwashing me. Sorry. <laughs> oh, oh my God. God. So that we touched touch the sugar spot, innit? Oh, I'm sick of it because we just, we just love doing struggle life. And then they go on Insta and they make all this food prep and stuff. Oh, it's just so nice. You know what I did? You know what I had today for dinner? Lasagna. Do you know where I got it from? Sainsbury's. Warmed it up. Put a bit of salt and pepper on it. I feel good. I don't give a rat. Life is too short for us to be like stressing over these type of things where we have alternatives. Sometimes people don't have alternatives. That's different. So I just want to be very clear. But if you were to assess, like have a to-do list at the beginning of the week, how many of those things realistically, one are not urgent, can be done next week, next month, next year, but also you can give to someone else to do? I, I just, I don't know. Drag me, tear up my truck. Sorry, drag me, tear up my tracks front and back. I don't care.
I, I stand, I stand by it wrong and strong. So Natalie's advice, guys, is just have the soft life where you can. And I agree. Um, Toes and Shan, do any of you guys have any advice for the like, listeners? No, no, I feel like, sorry, it's work smarter, not harder. Sorry. Okay, so that's Natalie's quote, guys. You're hearing this. <laughs> Work smart. You've spoken enough. Shut up. When you were doing your monologue before, no one said nothing. Please humble yourself. Charles and Shan, do you have any advice for our listeners that may be experiencing burnout? It might be Natalie's advice, second is that, but do you have any advice for the listeners that may be experiencing burnout? I'm here for the NAP Ministries. Rest, man. (laughs) I may be giving a 5P offering. Sorry, I just want to say, like, I'm not going to be in the group. I just want you to make your best vibes. She's very passionate about this. Hey, my my advice was, was NAP Ministries. Stop. Just simply stop. Don't be burnout and keep going and keep buying, which I guess links to all the other points, whether it's about finding alternatives, wherever you do. But NAP Ministries, you don't need a, you actually don't need a, reason to rest (laughs) like rest before you're burnt out and when you do feel burnt out the world really isn't gonna stop the world is not gonna end when you stop because if you stop then that's the world if you don't stop that's the world ending for you so thank you for that Sharon Paul um my illustrious deaconess has already kind of outlined <laughs> all the sermon points. Um, but I'm sorry, I was not paying attention. What's the question exactly? <laughs> Do you have any advice for our listeners that may be experiencing burnout? First of all, you are not alone. <laughs> I'm wow, I thought we meant get through the episode without a song Jesus waiting for the song Tozy's song of the day oh god as funny as that is I actually mean that first of all just want to let you know that you're not alone so please don't feel isolated or too downcast understand and that you're not a weak human being and um you know whatever every person in this life especially as a black woman you're going to experience it so if you're feeling that um know that you're not alone please feel empowered to speak up as well um to people that you trust it's really important to be kind to yourself and um, speak positive words for to yourself you're not like a less of a human being less of a professional less of a mother less of a single person less of any kind of thing that a human being can be for experiencing burnout so I do think in addition to how to avoid it, there's the element of, okay, when you're in it, what now? And one of the key things is understanding um, and still knowing your self-worth and um, knowing that you're um, you're just a human being going through a, a human issue. Um, so if you're going through that, um, like I said, please follow those pieces of advice. You can also reach out um, to us as well. You can send us emails. You back and hopefully have some really good advice to put on to you. And also, I would say, as 
a preventative measure if you're someone who feels like you're on the brink of it and um, develop a really good community around you um, of people that you can confide in speak with and also people that actually have the professional skills to be able to coach you out of a position where you may be about to experience burnout as well so it goes back to one of the episodes that we've had before and I can't remember what it is but also build up your your chessboard I guess you would say of advocates in the workplace so that when you're experiencing these feelings if they are related to work um, you can speak to those people and they can help guide you out of that situation without making you feel worse and you know I've had those um, actually in my workplace certain times where I was just actually overloaded I had a really amazing manager a couple of jobs back and she'd just be like take the day off or like take a few days off and I'll be like no but I've got work to do I've got this and she'd be like no just take it off and I never really listened and I should have <laughs> so just make sure you find you people like that inside of the workplace and that's all that I've got to say oh lovely you lot have um, actually said all the things that I might have said so I haven't really got much to add more than just that yes what Toll said you're not alone and Please try utilise those that are around you and your family and friends. They're here for you. They're here to support you. And I'm sure someone can take on some of the things that you might be finding difficult or stressful or you're procrastinating to not do. Like, try and utilise that. But other than that, I agree with everything that was said, especially Natalie's soft life. I really, I really want to experience that in this lifetime. So um, soft life, I'm here for that. Um, so yes, any other comments before I end the episode, guys? Nine. Okay, <laughs> okay guys. So um, just to reiterate, um, we, as we say every episode, tell a friend to tell a friend. We love hearing from you guys. We want to hear from you guys more. So please email us. Please uh, comment on our pictures, on our posts, on our stories, on Instagram, on our Twitter. Reply to our tweets. Please interact with us because we love hearing from you and your thoughts and feelings. Please comment on our upload pa- upload pages. So on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on SoundCloud. Comment on the episodes if you have a thought or feeling about the episode. Comment, like the episode. We love to hear from you guys. And if you want to speak to us or talk to us about something please email us at blackwomenworking at gmail.com so that's the end of the episode today guys ta-da ta-da ta-ra ta-ra is that what the word is today ta-ra ta-ra do you know what I was singing the wrong thing actually key ta-ra ta-ra whatever will be will be (laughs) my brain did not match up at that moment (laughs) (laughs) okay lovelies bye Adiós.